Hey, 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 I'm Michelle. And I'm Greta. We are girlfriends who have always been seekers. We love learning, sharing, and most of all, we love having those soul-to-soul moments with our girlfriends. Our podcast is about spiritual connection and sisterhood. You are not alone. So grab your glass, get comfy, and join us as we make some noise, light up the room, and get get into it. Hey! Hi! So our Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Woo! Very exciting. (laughs) Very exciting. For a lot of people. Yes. And I do feel like, yeah, that's my team. I love them. Mm -hmm. But have I watched any of the... No, I haven't. I'm not a real fan. I don't don't sit and watch the game and all that. But they're my team. I don't know. do you feel like that too? Yeah, I think you have to claim a team sometimes. Yeah. And we're Bay Area girls. So right now, I mean, it's really the Niners that are left. But I did go to the game on Christmas and it wasn't the best game, but I saw what was going on. Yeah. And yesterday watching it, well, we didn't watch it. We had updates. Like yeah. we had a friend who was watching it on her phone and giving us updates. But we thought we should represent today and celebrate because we're going yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I've been a Niner fan since I was probably seven years old. And oh. that's why I'm wearing my Joe Montana jersey because I go all the way back to the 80s with it. But I don't give a shit about football. No. <laughs> so Neither, I mean, I was an Oakland Raiders fan because I lived next door to the Coliseum, basically, oh. and then married a guy who was a Niner fan. So it's like, do we oh, keep... So by marriage. By marriage. Yeah. I just, you know, converted. It's it's exciting. It's fun. It is. It's like, you feel a part of something. I love the tailgating part. Yes. All of that. It's connection. And, you know, that's what we're about, right? That's really what this is. It's being part of, yeah, this community. Exactly. And having fun with it. And I just want to know that they're winning. Like, (laughs) and then pass the chips. So, (laughs) yeah. Somebody need more wine. I mean, that's what we're here for. Is that. So, how appropriate, though, talking about our Niners making it to the Super Bowl. Mm. And today we're talking about boundaries. Yes. That's what I really want to talk about. <laughs> That's why we're here today. Yes. That's the conversation. I fucking love boundaries. I know that sounds kind of funny to say it like that, but I just do. I feel like that's something I really have a good handle on in my life. It's something I'm proud of. You know, I learned boundaries at a really young age Mm. and I can just stand strong in my truth and trusting that inner wisdom of knowing what I want and what is not okay. And, Mm. and, you know, there has been times where I've thought, man, maybe I'm a little too strong in my boundaries, (laughs) but the older I get, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think think so. It's very healthy. I agree. I mean, I try to listen to other podcasts and just read books and get other information. As a matter of fact, at one point I took a codependency class to really just try to understand what is this thing about boundaries. And I don't think it's unhealthy. I think a lot of people wish they had more boundaries. And I love that you said that you got that even growing up because I don't think I did, Mm. but... Because as we know from previous podcasts, I am a rebel by heart. And so for me, it was more like, wait, this doesn't feel right. So why should I say yes to that? Or why should I just join in what everybody else is doing? Because I'm afraid of hurting someone's feelings or I'm overloading myself because I keep saying yes to all the things that I really don't want to do. 
And so I think just naturally because of who I am, but I didn't grow up like that. That's the message women have gotten. For yeah. So to, to step- ignore your own needs. Correct. In order to help. Your children, your husband, yes. your friends. You're not a good friend if you're not exhausting yourself. You're not a good coworker if you're not mm-hmm. exhausting yourself. And this is what that. is so important about this whole big conversation about boundaries is because it moves into all parts of your life. It's not just with your husband. It's not just with your coworkers. It's not just with your friends, mm-hmm. not just with your kids. All the things you named, it filters into all aspects of our life. Well, I think you said something really important when you first started speaking about boundaries. You said that when you were a kid, there would be something that just didn't feel right. And you would be like, I don't want to just say yes. I don't want to just go along with this. And I think that is the big thing of what boundaries really are. It is that inner knowing, that inner connectedness, recognizing when that feeling does arise in you. And I think so often women have ignored that feeling from the time they were little. And maybe it was those messages that were like, just sit there, be quiet, do what you're told. Don't act out. Don't be too loud. Don't be too this. All of that is a way that we can lose that inner knowing, that inner sense of self. Mm -hmm. And when you get disconnected with it, how are you supposed to have know your boundaries? Now you don't you don't have that feeling in your gut anymore, in your heart. Yeah. It, you feel it in those chakras. Your body, your soul is trying to message to you. Yes. This is not for you or this is. This is a fuck yeah or it's a fuck no. Right, right. And when you shut that down, you do start to just move in autopilot. And mm. then you're left with all these stored up feelings and emotions that have nowhere to go. And again, we've, we've spoke about this before where sometimes these things result in, you know, they call it disease, dis-ease. Mm. Like it's dis-ease in the body. It's something that's happening to us on a somatic level. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a movement though. I think we've all been shifting a little bit and there's been so many more messages about this is actually a good thing. It is healthy mm-hmm. to have boundaries. And sometimes you have to identify what that means for you. Because I think also there's a lot of people that just aren't clear on what a boundary is. Right. I know even within my own relationship, it's funny because my husband and I have been together since high school. And there's a lot of times within our own marriage where we aren't respecting each other's boundaries. I'll make plans all day long and tell him what we're doing. And there are times he doesn't want to be part of that. Or he just goes, how come you didn't ask me if I mm. wanted to go? And and I'm just like, this is what we do. This is what we've always done. Like, how come you're showing up now saying that, you know, but he's connecting with his boundaries. He absolutely is. And, you know, I have to say as hard as it is sometimes because I'm recognizing that these are important things for him, I can also respect and acknowledge that this is important and that it is okay within our marriage to have boundaries, even if we've been married for 30 years, you know, it's okay. Like we're reinventing and redefining who we each are individually and as a couple. That's an interesting point because as you're married for, you know, multiple years, you change as a person. So your boundaries can change too. Yes. And maybe they become more defined, kind of honed in. So that's wonderful. Like he's just, I would take that over someone that's being, you know, it made me think about passive aggressive behavior. Yes. And really that made me think, well, that's someone who's maybe not super clear on their boundaries. So then they get resentful when they aren't honoring themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And then you get that that kind of aggression that comes out yes. in weird, odd ways. And so it just does, it creates, like you said, disease in the body, a whole mess of other problems and complications when you aren't being true and honoring yourself. And I also think if your boundaries aren't clearly defined, you're doing things that you may be disappointing yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, then can create that feeling of, kind of a downward spiral of regret and self-esteem issues and all of that that can happen. And so, gosh, this is just so important, especially if you have teenage daughters, get them in touch with what they want, who they are, the person that they want to become, connecting with their bodies, connecting with that feeling, Mm -hmm. that inner feeling. It's so true. And it, I, it's so difficult, I think, even for younger people because, I mean, it's we have the same issue as, as adults, but I think we start to gain a greater awareness as we educate ourselves and have these conversations very openly. But for younger people, too, we've spoke about mental health before, and there's so much going on, so much they want to be part of that I think a lot of girls, especially, I, I'm not disqualifying the boys, but I think with the girls, there's a lot of pressure that's being put on them to be part of all these things. And Mm -hmm. I see it even in the world of education where everybody's trying to get into these colleges. And so now it's like, Mm. you've got to do all this volunteer work. You've got to work. You've got to, you know, be part of all the sports. And we're so overloaded that we don't know when is the right time to say no. Well, you just made me think of something else. If you don't ever have that quiet time, so many kids and so many adults are just constantly on the go. You don't ever take that beat to just sit with yourself. Mm -hmm. Then how are you ever supposed to get in touch with that inner feeling? Yeah. That inner knowing. Yeah. And I think so often people, I see people do this. It's almost like they get into that flight mode where they don't want to deal. They don't want to deal mm-hmm. with all the feelings, all the emotions, all the shit. So they just keep going on vacation, keep working really hard, going on to the next thing, the next mm-hmm. thing, the next thing, so that they don't have to ever sit and fucking look at it. Like, yeah. what is what is going on around me? What am, it's how not, am I feeling? It's not always comfortable. It's a very yeah. uncomfortable and it's risky. I mean, to sit yeah, and really scary. mull on that and then make a decision about how you're going to handle something. There's risks involved and there's fear. And a lot of us don't want to be in that uncomfortable feeling Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) Like, you know, happiness all the time. Like, how can we get that all the time? But the reality is going back to the body and how Mm -hmm. we're storing things, it's going to show up somewhere. It's not going to go away. So even though there are, are all these exterior things we might be focusing on, at some point it is going to rear its ugly head and the unraveling of that and what it's going to take to finally get to those places could have saved so much time. Yeah. And, and yeah, just, yeah, peace in the body and peace in the mind. Mm. Like when I'm around those particular people that I can censor on that path, I get so much anxiety. I, because I feel other people's yeah. emotions and I am exhausted from just hearing even what they've got going on in their life. And it might all be positive sounding on the outside fun things. But I'm like, dude, you got to stop and take a minute. Yeah. Like just be at home, get settled. Right. Center, center Center. and ground yourself Mm -hmm. a little bit. 
But it is hard because sometimes there are people that just don't even see that within themselves. And that's what's hard is that we get so conditioned along the way. And going back to the earlier conversation about it's sometimes what you see, you know, at home and what you've observed. So you just take that on and you don't even realize sometimes that this is what's happening. But the more that we get mindful, the more that we start paying attention, the more that we also analyze our relationships, because that's, I think, where you start to really see all of this is in your relationships, whether it is a coworker or, you know, a friend. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. So I feel like when you're setting boundaries, it can show up in so many different ways and it can look so, you know, show up in ways that maybe you didn't realize that was a boundary issue. I was doing a little reading up on this and, and I know this for myself, it can be not responding to a text right away. Mm -hmm. So you've had time to process it. Think about it. We're in that, this society where it's like everything quick. And if you don't respond, you know, immediately, then you're not on the, your game and you're not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like this pressure that's out there that everything has to be so instantaneous Mm -hmm. or, you know, returning a call when it's, you feel that you've had, have your thoughts in order or saying no to the wine night because you really have just kind of done too much and you're feeling exhausted and you want to be at home and Netflix and chill, which I don't even like saying that now because I heard it was something else, but (laughs) it does have a meaning. (laughs) It doesn't for me. Okay. (laughs) But sometimes it's something so simple as just saying no to the people that you really love. Yeah. I know. For me, one of the things that's been hard is missing out or saying no to those social events that you were talking about, because sometimes my boundaries are, hey, I've been away from my kids a lot this week and we're all home. And so when we are all home and we're having this moment in the kitchen and we're all connecting and we're all talking and the text messages are coming through or the phone calls are coming through, I choose not to even look at my phone because this is a moment that our family is having together and we struggle with this. I mean, let me tell you, I'm saying this, but this isn't like the norm. This is something that we've had to start to create Mm -hmm. our own boundaries to say, Hey, everybody put the phone down there. It's our family of five here right now. And there's no emergency. I mean, think about the days where you didn't have an instant message to know that something was going on. Majority of the time, somebody is not like dying on your porch. And if you didn't answer that phone, you're, you know, you're shit out of luck, right? Like that's not the scenario. So with that said, that's boundary setting. Boundaries with your phone, even not even necessarily the people on the other end, but you put it on do not disturb, which I need to do that, but I'm so afraid I'm going to miss something. But so I struggle with that, but I, I love when I see it on yours. I was like, good for her. Like, because we, we are so busy. And when we are in the presence of our family or work, that's where a hundred percent of our focus should be. Yes. Not in a hundred different directions because the phone's going off. Right. Like I was getting my nails done yesterday and my phone kept going off and I'm like, no, I'm like, it may have been me. I probably sent you a thousand messages well, because we had a retreat that <laughs> yeah, we yeah, were yeah. <laughs> about to put on. So it was important stuff. But but yeah, it's like I didn't need to get back to it right away. Put it on mm. silent. Enjoyed my manicure pedicure. Yeah. Yes. I needed it because we've been working hard, all of us. So yes. it's like that's boundaries, too. It is. You know, honoring yourself, giving yourself that self, that moment for self-care. And 
a lot, you know, it just shows up in so many different ways. Like I was thinking even back, like when I was much younger and I worked for a woman who was, it was in interior design and she was just very creative, over the top, kind of all over the place, a lot of demands and a little erratic. (laughs) And I, at a very young age, learned that with her, I needed to set boundaries and I needed to do it quickly. Otherwise she was going to spin me out because she was the kind of boss that would come in and just like have all these demands. Mm. And you might be in the middle of something that actually takes priority over some of these demands that she's spouting out. And so I had to learn to say, yes, I will do that for you in that moment. And then I would get to it when it was Mm -hmm. time. Even though I was much younger than her, I hadn't even done that career for very long. But I, I had a sense of the priorities and what needed to be done. And I would go back and finish what I was working on. And then I would do what she asked me to do. But I didn't let her dictate, you know, how I functioned in my career at that time. Yeah. Because it could have been a real detriment for me. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's and then I think what starts to happen is we develop a habit. And that's where by not being able to speak up that way, it becomes habitual that now you just sort of receive anything that's coming to you Mm -hmm. and you don't know when to say this is what's going on. So that's so good that you did that. Good job, girl. (laughs) Love that. I was very young. So like I said, I've always been in tune with it. And I got to give that to my mom because that has to be where it came from. That's awesome. But those are the things that it's just, it shows up in all different areas of our life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know with doing massage and skincare work, especially with family and friends, there's a lot of times where I'll get approached and people are like, can you work on me on, you know, Sunday night at eight o'clock? And as much as I want to say yes, and I have struggled with this in the past, I want to say yes, or I have said yes. And it may have had an impact on my family because they're like, Mm -hmm. what? Like we were supposed to do this or this together. Yeah. At work, at home, Anytime, like boundaries are everywhere. (laughs) You actually just did make me think of something where I did struggle with a boundary. And this was kind of recent. It was like back in 2020. And it was a real estate client that I had. Where I do struggle is I get really connected to my clients. We become friends. It's so important where you live, getting them into that home. I just feel such a emotional Mm. pull to help them to, you know, create that, help them have that dream that I sometimes, we become too close and too familiar. And this woman in particular, just she, she crossed boundaries and took advantage of that. And now I recognize, I was able to learn from that experience. I recognized it now. And I have a really firm boundary with clients now. Yeah. I, I still want to give them, you know, the best experience and everything. But at the end of the day, I'm yeah. working for them. Yes. And we are not friends, even though I may enjoy their company. Mm-hmm. And my family is priority number one always and my time and there's time for business and there's time for family time. Right. So. And it doesn't have to compromise your yes. work ethic. Like it's not by right. doing that. You can still totally give all the best of what yes. you do. Right. It's just that. Yeah. Those are I know in a lot of business, especially when you're entertaining also. And 
it, you know, you're part in real estate, you're part of somebody's decision making, you know, yeah. about their future life. life. Yeah. They might be bringing a child home, like they're pregnant mm-hmm. a lot of times buying a home and they're bringing a child and you're there as they're brainstorming the rooms and the layout. Right. And, and you know, I loved that about myself. And I loved that that's the kind of connection that I had with clients. But unfortunately, there are some people that that do cross over and start. I mean, it was affecting yeah. my holidays, mm-hmm. everything. Like she was constantly calling and everything was, I, I mean, without getting too into it. But there are people out there that'll cross cross those yeah. lines and you have to be firm. And, you know, I talked to my broker about it and she shared similar experiences. And it's like, unfortunately... Yeah, that is a truth in our, you know, the kind of work that we do sometimes. Yeah, totally. I, I've had to do that a couple of times with some friends in the past and it's been hard. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely changed the dynamics of relationships. But at the same time, where there was lack somewhere else, because that always happens when you are giving so much, mm-hmm. just like what I'm hearing you saying, like your family is feeling that there is yeah. lack in the home. Yeah, when I'm getting calls on Thanksgiving, that's too much. That's a little too much. Mm -hmm. It is important to kind of notice and recognize these things. And I think once you've had some experiences of your own, we're our best teachers. Life experiences are our best teachers. So it's just recognizing that and going, how am I going to do this differently next time? Right. And learn from the where you have failed in the past and do it differently. And how is that scenario showing up in different areas of my life. Like maybe it's also not in that same setting, but that same scenario is playing out Mm -hmm. in a different way somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, so that's why we have these conversations, right? So we can share some of what we've been through and, and explore and talk about how we would do things differently next time. And I love that you had brought up relationships because I think that is huge. And I think with relationships, like you were saying, the boundaries are changing all the time. So it's not like with a client situation, so cut and dry. Mm -hmm. So you can just say, okay, I'm not taking calls on holidays anymore. Office hours are 7 (laughs) p.m. or what, you know, five really is what it should be. But America, (laughs) cell phones. 24 seven. Yeah, there's expectations that are unfortunately, mm-hmm. really not healthy. But yeah, with with relationships, those are constantly, you know, I mean, that's what you do in a relationship. You're kind of, it reminds me of two stones kind of grinding against each other and polishing each other, smoothing out those edges. And mm-hmm. so it, it's work and it's always, you know, continually taking place. Yeah. So it's not like Okay, we're done. We've got it figured out. No. And, you know, so as you were talking, some things were showing up where I was thinking about how it also feels to be the person on the other end where maybe somebody's setting boundaries with you Mm. and you're having to navigate that feeling and also understand where this person is coming from Mm -hmm. and not taking it so personally because maybe, you know, you didn't realize that you were crossing over some boundaries that Mm -hmm. they had. It's, Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes to even know the other person's boundaries, right? So there's always kind of this dance going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Where you have to be a little bit aware, you know, and I was also listening to either a podcast or reading somewhere where it was talking about people who tend to overshare and how Mm. that's also something that has to do with lack of boundaries Mm. because they feel the need to connect by saying a lot Mm -hmm. and because maybe the other person isn't really responding 
much. So then they just want to fill that space. And so there's so many ways that this show is up. (laughs) And that just made me think about when you do do that. Maybe you're not someone who always does that, but I've definitely found myself in that position where I've done that. And then the next day you just feel like, you just feel kind of sick to your stomach. And like, why did I say all that? And, you know, it's just that that yucky feeling and and it creates that disappointment in yourself Mm -hmm. and you know kind of like what I was talking about before and then that just becomes like a spiral thing unless you get it under control yeah so it's like I think what we're saying is take those moments of disappointment in yourself where you have let yourself down you have your boundaries were weak in a moment it happens Mm -hmm. just take that as a sign and do something about it yeah make that change And you may even fuck up a few times after that, but go easy on yourself. And just as you would a friend. Absolutely. Just say, it's you know, it's okay. Shit. Shouldn't have said all that. I'm going to try not to do that next time. But it's interesting because I think it also depends on the dynamic of that relationship Mm. too, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are some people who you might be talking like that too and there were times in the past where that's just what you did and then all of a sudden you feel that there's been like a shift Mm. and all of a sudden you're like oh horrible feeling I know you're like what just happened and so yeah I don't know but maybe they're working on their own boundaries and that showed up for them it really is this constant level of awareness It is. It comes back to that. It is. And I like that you brought up that maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about them, especially if you had the relationship previously, because there is nothing better than sharing openly and honestly with a really good friend that you can do that with. Because you want to be authentic, right? You want to share your soul and have that deeper connection. But there are times when somebody else isn't ready for that. And maybe they were, but then because something that's going on in their life right now, they're not in that space to receive all the information that we want to provide them with. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with you, you know, yeah. the time I think it doesn't, which is something that I'm kind of going off a little bit here, but this was really valuable information for me when I was 30 and kind of going through my transformative process, reading a lot of spiritual books and things like that. This realization that you're not that big of a deal in everybody mm-hmm. else's world. And I know that sounds a little, maybe it could be negative or like a self-esteem thing, but that's not what it is. It's ego. Yes. They're not actually thinking about you. They're thinking about the shit that's going on in their life. You know, and maybe sometimes they are a little bit, but I doubt that you are the center of their universe. And (laughs) it's kind of pulling yourself, well, of my husband's, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'd like to think I was <laughs> I said, of some I mean, people's universe. Yeah, different, <laughs> but I mean, in like social situations where you're thinking like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And I can't believe, and that was so embarrassing and that was so horrible. And how am yeah. I ever going to face them again or whatever, that type of situation where you just feel like that the next day. Yeah. They probably, like, odds are, maybe in the moment they were like, oh, that's embarrassing. That sucks. Guarantee they've moved on. The next yeah. year, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about their own shit that they're going through. And so that was just such a eye-opening thought process for me to kind of rem- – and, and I like that it's just like you're not that big of a deal. Yeah. Take yourself out of it. That little piece of humble pie every yeah. once in a while. And, but then it also takes the responsibility off of you too yeah. where you're like, hey, if I'm not the one – you know, if I'm thinking that I'm the one causing all this like yeah. heartache in someone's life mm-hmm. – 
you know, that's a big responsibility to carry. And yeah. so whether I hear what you're saying, like on the ego side, though, it's like maybe I'm not that important. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know I am. They love me. But it's not about me all the time. Yeah. I'm not the center. Of no, the really, everybody is the center of their own universe. And <laughs> yes. they're thinking about it from their perspective yes. Yes. and what they need to do in their life. And yeah, you're a piece of it, but you're not yeah. the whole shebang. So <laughs> totally yourself down. Take, your, <laughs> yeah. take yourself down have a, a notch. Seat, sister. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I like to do when those things come up for me? Because I am a prayer. I'm a prayer. In those moments where I just take a, mo- I, I sit back and I try to pray for that person and I pray for myself. Part of that prayer is yes, releasing that responsibility, releasing yeah. the ego, releasing those things that don't serve me and don't allow me to have that deep connection with mm-hmm. that person. But I also pray for that individual and whatever it is that they're going through and whether it has something to do with me or not, that the prayer usually is that they would find some peace in whatever it is that they're feeling in that moment. So mm-hmm. I try That's to beautiful. Yeah. I really believe in the power of prayer. I'm, I'm very spiritual that way. Yes. And I've watched, I've seen it work. So even in boundary setting, I mean, there are times where I might even pray and say, give me the wisdom so that I can discern and know that I might be crossing over somebody else's boundaries, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I just feel like when we're what to do in those situations where you don't know what to do, where it doesn't feel super black and white and clear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So hate those times where I know. Oh, it's the right decision. It's usually when it's social things, I feel like for me that I struggle. I know what I want to do. (laughs) I don't want to hurt somebody else. Yes. And there's that kind of pull. And that sometimes Mm -hmm. that is hard to discern sometimes that, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is the part of. I don't know. Sometimes I start to feel overwhelmed with everything. So I'm like, I want to be able to understand like it all. And, and we're get we're going to fuck up sometimes yeah. and, and not say the right thing or do the right thing mm-hmm. or show up when we aren't honoring ourselves. Yeah. It's going to happen. But I think if we are even curious about this and we're even asking questions and we're listening to the conversation right there, it shows that you are somebody who values yourself values Mm -hmm. relationships with others and that you want to do better in life. And that's what we need are just people who can come into the world and really have a deeper understanding of what others are going through, including yourself. What I like about what you just said, so many things, but also that in creating boundaries, I think people sometimes mistake that for oh, I'm going to be mean and I'm going to let people down. But I think the reality is when you are solid in your boundaries, you're in touch with yourself, your needs, your wants, your desires, your limits, Mm -hmm. and then you are actually a better fucking friend and a better wife and a better employee or boss because you're honoring yourself. You're showing up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you're honoring yourself in this decisions, steps that you're taking on a daily basis Mm -hmm. in all kinds of situations. And so people have said to me, I love that I always know where I stand with you. Yeah. Because I am direct, do have those boundaries, and I don't want to live in that passive aggressive place. And I think it's nice to know what what where people stand. Yeah. I not have to be guessing and wondering, did I hurt their feelings? Are they mad at me? Is this yes. going on? All of that. And, you know, that spiral that happens. And I've definitely dealt with people that are that way. And you're just, you don't even know what to do or how to approach yeah. them or, and you feel like you're walking on eggshells. And 
oh, that's that's really hard to be friends Ugh, with someone that it is. puts you in that situation constantly. It totally is. It's too much work. It's too much energy <laughs> and work. I don't need all that right now. No. no. But you know, it's so interesting. You're, yeah, you're a good friend when you have boundaries. You absolutely mm-hmm. are. And you also reminded me of something. When you are showing up and honoring yourself that way, you are giving your best self to that person. So if I just keep saying yes to something or, you know, hold on to all these feelings I'm having, then you're really not getting who I am as an individual. So as a friend, you're not getting the full Michelle. You're just getting this part of me that is not even my most authentic self, you know? Love that. Hallelujah. Can we get an amen? (laughs) Yes. That, why am I friends with you? I know. If I don't know who the fuck you are or what you want or, ooh, I feel like when you have a lack of boundaries in a friendship and you're just saying yes to everything and and you're thinking like, I'm a nice person, I'm a nice person, so I'm going to just be agreeable. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I don't know who the fuck I'm dealing with. I don't even know what you like, what you don't like. What There is no authenticity. Right. So right. amen to that. I'm so glad you said that. It's frustrating if you can't tell that frustrating. Shit, <laughs> just a little, just a tiny bit, little trigger there. <laughs> I guess it's because I don't need a lot of friends yeah. in my life. I am an introverted extrovert. I like my alone time, my family time. So when I am spending time with you, I want it to be a legit real connection. Mm. I don't want it to be this phony, like wasted space, wasted yeah. time and energy. And I, I love that you got a lot of this in your younger years. And I think a lot of women though, tend to find this as they get older. Cause yeah. I hear a lot of my friends who are 50 mm. who struggled with this or in their fifties. And they're like, fuck it. Like I'm 50 now and I don't need 50 friends. Like I just need a small pool of people because I can be my real self Mm -hmm. in this way. And I can place my boundaries and not give a shit if somebody on the other end is like, I mean, not that you don't care. There's caring, but then there's also, I'm not responsible for your feelings, you know? So if I have to put up a boundary about something, then I can't worry about what you're feeling on the other end. Whoa, you just hit the nail on the head. When you said, I'm not responsible for your feelings. That is what happens when someone is not being authentic, when they don't have boundaries, when they say yes to everything or the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And now they're upset. And it's like, it's not my fault. I did not make you say yes to something you really didn't in Mm -hmm. your core want to agree to. Yes, Totally. So So these are lessons that I think, you know, people learn along the way. And as you get older, they just tend to become a little bit more clear. And I Mm -hmm. think you, as you become more secure within yourself, it's something that doesn't take as much effort anymore because you see things clearer Mm -hmm. and you have, you know, we were talking about the self-esteem issue, you know, and as I think we grow up, <laughs> we start to become more secure with who we are as a person. So it's interesting because I remember about eight years ago, I think it was, somebody asked me to be a Girl Scout leader. And I'm like, what? I don't have time for this, you know? And no one else wanted to do it. And it meant my daughter would not be part of Girl Scout uh-huh. troop if somebody didn't show up. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I was having breast reduction surgery. It was one of those moments, though, where all these women are staring at me going, please do this. And I said yes, but the boundaries I put in place were this. We're not having a weekly meeting. 
I am not putting together all these like little gift baskets and things like that. I mean, it was literally like, this is where I'm going to tell you exactly how this is going down. And if you don't like this, A, you can step up and have that role or you can, whatever you want to do. But again, it's Mm -hmm. not my responsibility how you or your child is going to feel because I'm laying it down and being very clear about what I can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. And then I will say this about putting those boundaries down. You know, I think a lot of times too, we're afraid to ask for help. Yes. This is a big one for many, many women. I got to do it all by myself. I don't want to put someone out. And totally. Ask for help. Yeah. And sometimes you have to. I mean, I just had a mom also recently in the chair world ask me for some things and I could have said yes or I could have said no. That was my choice. And I do say no a lot more times now than I actually say yes, because I also sometimes feel what people are asking may even be beyond what I want to give or I can give. And, and so, okay. and it's okay, but what I make you an asshole, it doesn't. And what I love though, is that she still asked. And yeah. so, but, but I have the freedom yes. to say yes or no. And you know what I like about that when I'm dealing with people that tell me no, is that like we were saying before, I know they're not yes. saying it just to be nice and they don't really want to do it. Yes. And then, so then when they do say yes, I know that they really want to do it. Or they really want to help me or they can. They're not too strapped in that moment. They're not just saying yes to appease me. And building those resentments. And building resentments. That's a big part of this. So then it makes me feel good, better about our relationship and where we, I have respect for them. Yes, absolutely. You're like, wow, girl, you are standing in your own truth and saying that. No, I, I just can't. And, you know, we all have seasons also. I think that we have to honor where, yes, we can do certain things and no, we can't. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I mean, when my kids were younger, I remember it was like, I have no extra time. I would never be the room mom. I was like, fuck that. No. That was bananas. No, I never was the room mom either. I can show up for the party. Yes. We, cause we have always had a lot of other career things going on at the same time, but I would always show up for my kid directly for my kid when I could to be in the classroom for little other things. But yeah, I'll, I'll bring something. I'll show up for the party. Absolutely. I'll go on the field trip. And yes. Yeah. But I, the room mom, no, that was, I knew That's people a lot that of did that work. and it was a lot of work. And some people that is they have this space and time for that and yes. that's their calling and that's what they want to do. And I think it is so important to really be in touch. We were just talking about this last night. What are, what are you, it's a calling sometimes. It's mm-hmm. a, I have a desire, a deep desire to help my community in this way. And I think it's important to kind of know where that lands for you. And it's different for everyone. And because I don't want to be you and I don't want to be the room mom, it doesn't make us you know, shitty parents parents, that are lazy and don't help out in the community. No, we are helping out in different ways and everybody shows up differently and everybody has, you know, a different purpose and a different calling. And so it's okay to honor that. And a different gift. I mean, there's like hella crafty moms out there that make these amazing, you know, shirts or gift bags or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't me. Like, I mean, my luck, I'd freaking spill some shit on it and be like, sorry, guys, like I tried to make this cute bag for you and now it's soaking wet. Okay, so nobody gets a bag. Barely able to keep my shit organized in my own household. I'm not going to try to organize a bunch of kids in a whole class and 
I fuck that shit up. (laughs) Hell no. Although I will say one thing I did do that I love that was so much fun is I did sign up to be the art teacher Mm -hmm. and I'd come in like once a month and, Mm -hmm. you know, do that. But I'm also the... I'm also the mom that's like, okay, if you guys can get all these answers right, I'll do a headstand in the classroom right now. So I show up like that. Like I, I'm not. You do it your way. Yes. And that's where we all have different gifts. And this goes back to the conversation we were having where I think when you stop and take that time to really get to know yourself Yourself. and you can start to identify those things. Who am I really? And how do I show up as my best self? Mm -hmm. And so what are the things that I might be able to contribute to or show up to? Because I know this is who I am. And how can you do that? Not by signing up for a million different things (laughs) and never stopping and running yourself ragged. You have to get to know yourself. You have to have timeouts. You have to spend time with you quietly. Whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's even going to a yoga class or doing, you know, something that's just for you has nothing to do with your husband, your kids, you're showing up for your friends. Maybe it's it's just anything that's just for you and and gives your brain and your soul an opportunity to slow down and and re get acquainted with yourself. We're not in touch with ourselves. We're just go, go, go. And what's everybody else expect from me? And I know so many women who just take on way, way too much. And they burn out. I know I've seen it Mm. also. And it actually breaks my heart because I feel like you are falling apart in so many different ways and you're not truly happy. There isn't that inner peace happening So I think you and I, Greta, are the same in this way where it's like we love our friends and our families and the people that we're around so much that it is heartbreaking to watch that happen to them. And so and and I know everyone is designed a little differently. You and I, our personality in general tends to be pretty, you know, forward and we're pretty strong in our convictions and who Mm -hmm. we are as people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of women out there who aren't. And this feels so hard for them. Yeah. It really does. And Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge that because Mm -hmm. I know that it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing, but your world, your world will change in the most phenomenal ways when you get to that point and you just make those baby steps. And maybe the first thing is to just say no. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's your first step. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting down, you're figuring out who you are. Figure out the things you enjoy that like really kind of, you know, arouse you. Like what's exciting to you? Like date yourself. Yeah. I like to use the word arouse. Yes. Get excited about something. Think about what those things are. You know, there's so many women in their 40s that don't even know what thrills them. Right. No. And so then, and then maybe the next step is the next thing you really don't, next time you really don't want to do something, you say no to that and you spend that time Mm -hmm really deep diving into that part Mm -hmm. of you that is excited about something, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, Mm -hmm. whether it's that book that you've had sitting on the shelf, whether it's that one-on-one time with one of your kids that you don't always get, whether it's, you know, I mean, I was just talking to one of my girlfriends the other day because she is in a new relationship and really wants to have this fun, a little more fun with her new guy. And we were talking about taking a class where you learn how to dance very sexually and Mm -hmm. almost like a lap dance kind of thing or a pole dancing. And it's like, 
fucking let's do it. Like, oh, why are we yeah. not spending time doing that? Yeah. Well, because... first I was like, well, that's kind of more for him. That's still <laughs> no, doing no, 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 for no. others. But mm-hmm. but I liked what you said you were going to do because it's, it's about connecting with yourself. It's about feeling sexy and sensual. Yes, it's yeah. all of in that. In your body, in your, yeah. And then the bonuses, you know, yeah. he gets to. I mean, they might be into that too, a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> if they don't, who cares? Maybe that's. I mean, that, I don't know how they wouldn't, but. I mean, yeah, I'm like, well, you should probably look into that a little deeper if they're not excited by that. Yeah. But, <laughs> I would be worried. You know, yeah. That's another conversation for another yeah. time. But it's those things mm. where it's like, what really gets us in touch and, and lights us up and turns us on? Mm. And I don't mean that sexually. I just yeah. mean, <laughs> what lights your fire? You should be doing more well, of that. Well, I remember thinking when I was in my 30s, I was like, I love kayaking on a lake that just gives me so much peace I love it so much why and I never do it I never do it you know and then since we've bought a trailer and that has become part of our lifestyle but it was having that realization that Mm -hmm. why am I not participating in my life why am I not showing up in my life the way I Mm -hmm. want to the way the things that I really enjoy. Well, because then sometimes in- we make up the excuses of we don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have time. But I don't then, live by a lake or right. something like that. Yeah. Whatever it is. But then it's like, okay, how can we reframe that and figure out how to make it happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are just suggestions, right? Yeah. Some of the things that we think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, this is what I wanted to say before when we were kind of talking about those when you're in that situation where maybe you haven't honored yourself and you've said yes to things that you regret and then you start to get that resentment, ultimately you are responsible for you. I mean, that is such an important thing to remember always in so many aspects in life. Yes. So regardless of maybe that person shouldn't have asked you, you know, shouldn't have called me on Thanksgiving Day with some ridiculous issue, <laughs> but you know, I didn't have to answer my phone. So ultimately I'm responsible for me. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. If I'm going to be mad at anybody, I shouldn't answer my phone. And next time I won't, next time I have clear boundaries with my clients about holidays. And you have to give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Because that's the other thing is a lot of people feel like, Oh, why can't I, or I shouldn't or all these things, but we need to give ourselves permission to set those boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a big one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of being mad at the other person. Right. And, and right. That's really just you're reflecting your own shit on them. You're right. Yeah. Don't be mad at them. Be mad. No. Not like be mad, mad at yourself, but be like, no, I need to wake up. I need to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Be mad to the point where you're ready to make a change for yes. yourself. And uh, yes. And you're yeah. willing to set that boundary. Don't beat yourself into the ground. No. <laughs> we all fuck up. Don't do that. But. <laughs> Don't do that have a stern look at the situation, really look at it and be like, no, I, I should not have done that. And I'm going to change it. Yeah. No, that's a big, that's a big point girl, because that is a lot of times. And that's when the resentments come in. Cause now we're mad at that person. And Hey, yeah. you know, maybe they're on a different sleep schedule than us. We don't know. Right. So, and maybe they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't right. know. So she was or reaching out. They don't give a shit about you they and what you've got going on. That's, Whatever it yeah. is, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, don't be pissed at them. Just tell them like, hey, today or don't answer or the response is it's Thanksgiving. I'm with my family. Yes. I'm not accepting any calls today. Yes. Whatever. And you know what? The reality could be that they don't give a shit about you. That's their prerogative. Right. 
that's, you know, and if, if they're going to bulldoze you over and you're going to let them, now that's your decision yeah. whether or not you're going to let them do that. There are people in the world that are focused on their se- themselves and they will bulldoze you and you sometimes have to stand your ground. Yep. Absolutely. So not everybody has the same intentions that you do. No. And that's okay. It's, it's, we're all different. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to interact with that person. No. And you don't have to be responsible for their feelings. No. So let that sink in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge part of boundaries. It is. is realizing that you're not responsible for their feel for everyone's feelings. Yeah. You're not, it's not your job to make everyone happy. Mm-mm. No. And How I don't, can you? no, you really can't. You, that is not your job to make everyone in the in your circle happy. Your job is actually to make you happy. You're number one. Yeah. And that sounds like self-centered, but it's, it is, it is, <laughs> it kind of is, but it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy because if you don't take care of yourself, then really after you've taken care of everyone else, you are going to be so burnt out and beat down. And now this is where anxiety creeps in. And this is where all these other issues, depression, so yeah. many things start to happen because we're not doing that. And, what this you is said. A, and this is a big one. It comes, it's even with your family and you may not want to ever say no to your children. You might, maybe you mm-hmm. grew up in a household where you didn't get your needs met and now you're totally you know, counteracting that going full blast the other way where you're like, I'm not going to let my kids down. I'm not, I'm going to give them the perfect life, everything they need. And the reality is that is not serving your kids. Your kids are not learning boundaries by watching you be a pushover and just run around ragged, making sure their lives are perfect. That'll be their norm. They won't even know that you're doing anything spectacular. They'll just expect it. And I think they will grow up and not really recognize what boundaries look like because we lead you know, by example. They yeah. learn from watching us. So how are they supposed to know what boundaries look like if you can't even show them boundaries? Yeah, it becomes a hard road. And then we have to watch them on their journey, trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, gosh, if we only instilled that in them at a young age. And I think, you know, the topic of boundaries, so, so big in terms of, you know, little kids who, okay, so this is one that's come up before where when we force our kids to give people hugs. Oh, you know what I mean? And it becomes almost like a safety thing. Yeah. Because how many times have you heard of people as little ones, you know, now they're adults, but they say like, well, you know, I was forced to kind of be in this relationship. And next thing you know, they're being violated in some way. And I know this is a tough thing to yeah, hear, but, but it starts even with that. Well, because what that's doing, it's like when you had mentioned you being, you know, a rebel at heart and having that feeling of like, well, I don't want to do that. And you know how often the kids probably feel that when they're being forced yes. to hug, you know, your friend or your friend's husband or someone they they don't really talk to or feel a connection with. And it's not someone they love and really feel drawn to give a hug to. What you're teaching them is to not listen to their inner voice. And so I think that's so often that's what has happened is we've been kind of programmed from the time we were little to not honor ourselves, not listen to that inner voice. Yes. And so as adults, then we have to get reacquainted with what we even that feel or want or 
no is not right for us. And yeah. So like, I think we even need to think beyond ourselves and go, what are our children <laughs> seeing, you know, and what are we teaching them ultimately? And again, you know, our in life, we want our kids to be happy and we want them to have these peaceful lives and experience all these great things. But if we're not, if we're teaching them not to even honor their own intuition mm-hmm. and shut that down from a very young age, then it becomes so much harder later on for them to really get in touch with that. Yeah. And then it becomes the woo-woo conversation where people are like, oh, you're talking about something that is, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's getting in touch with feelings and emotions and intuition and all that. That's talk that's way out there. And it's like, no, if you really connected with that at a young age and you are able to feel and sense this is like primal stuff I mean this is how we protect ourselves in the world you know back in the caveman days right it's there were predators that's, out there. That's all you had. That's all you had yeah. were your senses. Well, I was just out in the wilderness and I love, I've gone on this trail many times and it was, it was just me and my dog. And all of a sudden, well, yeah, my dog was acting weird. Her hair went up and then my hairs went up on the back of my neck. I just was like, called my dog immediately to me. Luckily she listened and we got out of there. Mm learned that there was a mama bear and her cubs that actually were living in that area. And so I'm sure she was close by. Um, But my dog, her hairs went up. She was sniffing like crazy. Uh, My hairs went up on the back end. We are, we we do have to pay attention to our instincts. And I love that finally it is becoming Mm science-based. They are saying that the gut is the second brain. Mm -hmm. It affects so much of our mental health yep. and, you know, quality of life and just how we're feeling. They're saying like, if you have leaky gut and all of that, that then it's causing depression and other issues that if it is another brain. And so when I'm feeling that feeling, it is in my gut. It is, uh, it is wisdom. Yeah. And it is the brain. And let's talk about this for a minute, because when you're not in that space and you are just on that go, go, go mode and autopilot, mm-hmm. really, uh, because we've said yes to so many things or we're concerned about hurting people's feelings, we're not taking care of our guts. We're not eating properly. We're not drinking water the way we should. We're not getting proper sleep. So again, all of this leads to dis-ease in the body and if we just stop and pay attention and went, oh my God, I rushed to get over to this and I really needed something to eat, but I stopped myself from that. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're not nourishing ourselves the way we need to. So it it all is related. It's It's all all connected. connected. So you talk about homeostasis a lot. And I think that is so important because ultimately our bodies are just trying to be in that state and they're it's doing whatever it can when it's out of balance to get back to that state that you have mentioned before. And because we get so out of whack and we are so disconnected from our bodies, from our minds, from our souls, it's hard to know what weighs up and, yeah. and what weighs down. Right. We're just spinning. And so how can you have boundaries? You can't. So it might sound kind of funny to even be talking about this in connection with boundaries, but it, it is all connected. It's, it's always all, all connected. connected. I mean, I could even go deeper than that. I We're know. all connected. But yeah, just I think take that first step. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't even know what I, I don't even know who the fuck I am. I mean, how many women feel like that? I definitely felt like that at 30. Mm. And it's, I think a lot of it is to do with raising children and kind of losing your sense of self in that demanding mm-hmm. 
space of being a mom and a wife and working Mm -hmm. and all of it. But if you can just even take a few minutes, 10 minutes a day to sit with yourself, maybe that's the first step. Yep. And, and just to have that silence and that peace. Yes. And so many of us are just running from that. Yeah. It's like give yourself that gift because mm-hmm. it really is a gift to be able to unplug for a minute. Put If you have to put a timer on a phone, but then put that phone away, you know, somewhere that's not right mm-hmm. near you and just take that moment. Yeah. Because the world will suck you up and pull you oh, in a million different directions so if you let it. Yeah. Well, so fast. And you will not be a happy person. No. You probably won't be pleasant to be around. Absolutely. And you know, I there's a lot of women too right now I know that struggle with the social media boundaries and not even oh. knowing where that is and we yeah. won't even get into that conversation. But I think as you there's sit a lot of pulls. There's a lot of pulls. So as you sit in that moment, think about those things that are pulling you away from where you really want to be. Yeah. And yeah. If you explore. Sit down and look at your life and you're like, I'm not getting things done. I'm not accomplishing what I want to accomplish. I'm not putting my energy and time into the things that matter to me. Yeah. What is pulling your time away? Because we have, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. It's like, let's figure out where that time is being spent and what's important to you. And then maybe take out a notebook and and write those things down. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, all my time is going to these things. Here's where you know, here's some of the things I want to do and then explore that a little bit. And then it's really a matter of looking at those things that you're saying yes to too much or, you know, even with your own children, you know, children do suck a lot out of us. And yes, our job, of course, is to be there for them and provide for them, you know, all the things that we think are important for our families. But sometimes there, there are moments where, you know, we think, whoa, whoa, look at this calendar. You know, it's crazy. And I'm just floating right above the surface. And then maybe it's time to ask for help. Maybe there is somebody you can carpool with. Maybe that hour where your kid has practice, instead of socializing, you're sitting in your car and making these lists. There's so many ways. Maybe you're meditating at that time. Come back to you. Yeah. How can you come back to you Yeah, and get to know yourself? Because yeah, when you're pulled in all these different directions, you, I see so many women, they're just stressed out of their minds. Yeah. And then other things start failing. Your relationship starts failing. Mm-hmm. You're snapping at your kids. So, you know, maybe you need to say, no, one sport at a time. We're not doing four or three, you know, sports at the same time. Yep. We're going to do one. You have to pick one. That is not hurting your child. No, no. That's actually allowing you to be able to be your best self for your child because you're not running yourself ragged. And don't you think that, you know, as everybody starts piling on so much, we start to lose community and within our own family, we start to create it elsewhere because I was just thinking of a neighbor of mine who had four kids and I loved it because I asked her, I go, how do you do this with your four? She goes, Everybody gets one activity. And as that person's doing that activity, maybe things are off season, but then the family can also participate more with that child. Like they can all go to that baseball game because they're not all doing the same thing maybe in that season. I also did not, there were seasons like right before Christmas, my kid did not play basketball because that was the break. It was right before Christmas and we had family time. We had downtime. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly, exactly so, what I'm saying. Is I like, need, I know I need that. Yes. And so maybe you're listening to this and you don't even know you need that, but maybe that's what's missing. Right. right. 
yeah. So just food for thought. Like yeah. we're, this is not about like, you must do this <laughs> and, and we won't get our feelings hurt right. if you <laughs> like, don't. My, I had a kid that wanted to try everything. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I wasn't like I was taking away his one sport that he was loving right. the most. <laughs> But it's like, no, I'm sorry. You can't do everything. You can't do water polo, basketball, football, field right. hockey, and no. <laughs> basketball. No. And go play guitar on the side somewhere. Yes. Like, no. Yes. And I know there, we have those kids, you know, out there that want to do it all. And no, it's, it's good crazy. for them to hear no. That's a part of life. I think mm-hmm. so often we as parents think we're bad parents if we tell we don't have our kids no. in all these things or we give them everything their heart desires. And right. it's, that's... Sorry, maybe this is the Gen Xer in me, but I'm like, that's not the way the world works, buddy. No, it's not. I'm saying no, it's not. (laughs) And when they're out there in the real world, it's not going to be such a shell-shocking experience for them when everything is not just falling in their lap. Everything is just going their way all the time. Or even the pressure to sustain that kind of a life, you know? oh, what am I doing now? And I have quiet time and I can't feel it. And now I, my head's spinning and I'm, mm. I'm a failure and I'm not good enough. And all of these things start to creep in. So these are things just to kind of yeah. pay attention to and assess within your own self mm-hmm. and see what works for you and your family. And, but really you, yeah. <laughs> really you. Yeah. Ultimately you, it's all, it's all about you, girl. <laughs> it's all about you. And what I mean by saying that is just if you show up for yourself, if you're authentic to yourself, then you can show up in the world as this full, happier, more balanced woman. Fulfilled. Fulfilled woman. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Because who doesn't want to be around a fulfilled, happy, uh, driven, you know? Yes. That energy is yes. so amazing. I want to be around that all the time. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I do meet a woman that just is has that feeling. It's like, oh, that is sense of self, that essence of just self uh, fulfillment, fulfillment, self-worth because you know that you're worthy of that. That's a big part of this too. Like you deserve and you are worthy of feeling fulfilled in your life and feeling good about who you are Mm. and being empowered to choose what you want to do Mm. and the things that you like and that fill your soul. That is what we're talking about. Damn. Self-worth. That's really, I think when you whittle it all the way down, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And that doesn't make you a bad person or a mean person. No, it does not. Either a fuck yes or a fuck no. (laughs) Just remember that and you'll get through this. Love fuck yeses. So (laughs) join our, join our team, join our community. (laughs) We love you. Love you. Remember to take care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and were your girls, please share and add a review on iTunes so we can continue to grow our circle. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at That's My Girl Podcast.